welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by LaVie. LaVie has invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers, which we will hear about later. Um, but you can go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our uh, all of our sponsors and um, try to see if you can give them any of your business. If you need anything, check there um, because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. And now Diane has our review of the week. And it comes off of our email, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. You could also put them on iTunes. We love it when you do that. It helps us quite a bit. And this says, hi, I would love to thank you for your podcast. I'm a first-time mom to a beautiful daughter, Grace, and I have been a ball of nerves. It seems like people are eager and ready to tell me what I've been doing wrong and not what I'm doing right. Listening to you has helped me find centeredness and balance as I learn my way to developing and evolving a relationship with my daughter and myself. No experience is the same, and it's a learning curve. I need to remember this. Support is essential, and positive reinforcement is vital. Thank you for your gentle guidance and direction. Stay well, sisters. And I just love how she says support is essential, and positive reinforcement is vital. And you are very, very right. There's a lot of negativity out there surrounding parenthood, and a lot of, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, why are you doing this, why did you do this, instead of saying, you know what, you're doing a great job with breastfeeding. Look at how great your baby looks. Look at how beautiful your baby is. You're doing a great job. That does not come out of people's mouths enough. So thank you so much for recognizing that and for sending us an email and love what you're doing. and. I mean, we, we're all a ball of nerves when it starts, man. We <laughs> totally. feel you. We get it. So I'm glad you found us. And I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for reaching out. And is there someone who's not a ball of nerves right now? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know how. So kudos to all of you having babies in a pandemic because <sighs> <laughs> we're just talking about how I cannot imagine how vulnerable and scared I felt in normal times or what I thought was normal times. And now I just can't imagine just the extra added layer of all of this stress, you know, on everyone. So it's crazy with you. It's totally crazy. Yeah. So keep, stay tuned with us. We'll all get through it together. We'll plug on. Yeah. It's a real testament to, uh, the human sex drive and drive to uh oh my god reproduce yeah it's like you know well it's time for us man we're just doing it <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean all animals have done it you know through all times you know all of the times on this planet has gone through it's pretty wild well good luck to all of you we're here for you yeah and maybe we can um ease some of the stress of mm -hmm. breastfeeding with our episode today about comfort nursing. I love this topic because it's full of crap out there. It is. And I, it's, it's amazing how controversial, I mean, I don't know why I'm amazed at this point, but it's amazing <laughs> how controversial it is a baby just being latched on. It's people like people just out. cannot freaking understand why a baby is latched onto a breast. Oh my god! 
how dare you latch onto my breast and then just like stay there and not unlatch like constantly. And, you know, if you're not eating, then you might as well unlatch because it's called breastfeeding, not breast sitting there. (laughs) Oh, my God. One of my one of my big issues with this, I have several that we're probably going to get to as we go along here. But one of my biggest issues with this is that people think that it is something that should not be happening. And I get this not only from, you know, you don't hear it only from medical professionals. You also hear it from parents who get it from whoever they get it from, whether it be their family members or, or whatever. But parents all the time will be like, well, the baby's just like, they're not, you know, like, how do I know if they're really feeding or not? They're what, using me as a pacifier. They're using me as a pacifier. That's a big one. They're using me as a pass. That's one of my biggest, I hate that phrase more right, than I wasn't mocking itself. all of you who think that. No. Because somebody, well, we only say this that. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. say that to you, but you only think that because that's been said, right? That's been, that's what's put we, out there in the universe. No, is, we don't understand normal breastfeeding behavior. And this is like, normal it really it's it's not even necessarily normal breastfeeding behavior it's normal baby it's normal infant behavior this is normal newborn activity and your baby does it for a reason and not just newborn no no you're right not just newborn this is normal baby activity and there's reasons behind it which we're going to get into because it's not your baby's not just terrorizing you like they're not i promise there's a reason behind what they're doing and until we understand that, we're going to go on through life saying, well, your baby is manipulating you and they're just using you as a pacifier and don't let them do that because they're learning bad habits. And that's not what's totally going on insane. here. It's insane. Yeah, I think that we, I think it all will start at the very beginning, breastfeeding. I think we did a disservice to all of us when we named this thing breastfeeding <laughs> because it says to you the word feeding is in it right and so it's like breastfeeding yeah and we're all about eating right america loves to eat so mm-hmm. all we can focus on is eating so they're just eating they're here they're feeding from my breast they're eating when they're done they must stop otherwise you know it's forming a bad habit it must mean i don't have enough milk it must mean something's wrong with them they must be manipulating me all these things like it just stops right there and that's why i love the word nursing even though mm-hmm. it's confusing cuz there is a whole field of profession <laughs> called nursing um but you know and this is one of the thi- and you, you know we can go back of what uh, an episode where we did about breast sleeping mm-hmm. james mckenna said we shouldn't even have this word There's not even, we shouldn't, the whole thing is breast sleeping. And he gets into the whole imprinting thing, which is one of the things that I think we need to focus on in this episode is the, is what's happening. What is happening when they're latched on? Right. And it's not just, they're not just feeding. They're not just eating. And it's not that they're not, you know, oh, you know, it's okay to let them comfort nurse. It's okay to just let them hang on there. It's not okay. It's absolutely necessary. This whole process of what is happening is there are biological reasons for it. Mm-hmm. When the baby latches on, so Mob, James McKenna, his article, um, I can't remember which article this was. Um, maybe, oh, this is the breast sleeping one, I think. 
when he what starts off with there is no such thing as infant sleep there is no such thing as breastfeeding there is only breast sleeping and he goes on to talk about you know um how the the, the researcher mobs he talks about her um research and she identifies this term um imprinting and i'm not going to read a lot from this article because it's really dense but um they, Mobs and her team, argue for imprinting in a way that facilitates and makes possible the neonate's immediate and instinctive move towards the establishment of oral tactile recognition of the areola around which the infant initiates its first latch. An achievement Mobs describes as mother in mouth or latchment, an elemental but important step towards attachment. Attachment. This is what we're talking about with the the baby latching on, especially it goes on to describe, especially in those like moments of sleeping. It's not just, they're not feeding. They are literally forming their emotional and physiological and psychological attachment to you. Mm -hmm. And you being the basis of all relationships that they will have for the rest of their life. No pressure. (laughs) Like, this is literally the most, this is such an important biological process happening here. They are forming an attachment to something else, which is the basis for the rest of their freaking life. It is, they're, they're developing psychologically, they're developing physically, their brains and their bodies are growing, all the neurons and the synapses are firing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is all happening in that, in that them latched on. So no, it is not just okay for them to hang out there. It's absolutely necessary. It is an absolutely necessary process. It's part of their development. And they go, I'm going to read this next paragraph too, which is really interesting. I could read the whole article, but like I said, I won't. Um, and I'll link the breast sleeping episode. If you haven't listened to it, oh, it's yeah. an amazing episode. So definitely. Yeah. And we can link the article too, because it's, yeah. you know, there is so much of the, the imprinting and all of that discussion. Um, accordingly, the neonate's first latch sets in motion accelerated milk production, but also likely promotes a particular trajectory of infant neural development, including potentially staving off unnecessary neuronal regression by promoting sensory engagements that enhance neuronal density and interconnectivity. We see hints of these possibilities in new path-breaking studies that reveal that breast milk may assert an organizing effect on building types of primate brains that by significantly enhancing white matter growth compared with formula-fed infants. Now, I'm not knocking formula use or bottle use because you are absolutely able to, when needed, form attachment, obviously, with bottle-fed babies, mm-hmm. of course. We, have a, we are in a situation where that is a choice that people make, and you can form babies that are bottle-fed can certainly form attachments to their caregivers. But this is a breastfeeding podcast, and we're talking about the biology behind breastfeeding. And this right here is the science. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're talking about. And this is why this is why we talk about breastfeeding as a biological process because it is. It absolutely is. Yes. <clears throat> Other studies um indicate that 
this type of sucking where the baby is doing that comfort nursing overall decreases a baby's heart rate and lets them relax. I'm reading this from Kelly Mom, um, who has some great research on her on her site as well about things like this. She also says it seems to have a very positive effect on the baby's whole physical and emotional well-being. Um, it is the nurture. This is the nurturing process. Physiologically, your baby's body reacts better. It just does, and I, our society is is so against letting babies comfort nurse that I think new parents they see it as a negative thing. They see it as something that the baby sh- that we shouldn't be letting happen. We shouldn't let the baby do this. But then we get it into our head. I feel like that. If it is happening, we have to despise it and hate it. You know, and I understand, believe me, I am with all the parents out there that are like, I am just tired and I'm touched out and I need this baby to get off of me. I feel you. We have all been there. But I think understanding why this is happening is very important so that you can kind of like navigate through it. Because it is, there's a purpose and a point and there's science behind it. And it's a very important process for these babies and for you. It's not just about the baby. It's about both the the parent and the baby. It's a really important piece to, to breastfeeding. And breastfeeding is not just food. It is not just the food part. Yes, it's an important part, but it is the food part is just a small. It's a very small fraction small of actually fraction. what's going on. When you when you actually see the big picture of what's happening, all the aspects of what's going on when that baby is latched on, the feeding portion is actually a very small part of it. It's an important part of it, but it's all equally important. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, "Okay, I'm going to," my plan is to breastfeed my baby so that they get all the great health benefits. They get the immunities, they get the COVID antibodies, whatever your, your drive is. That is just a very small part of what your baby is getting with this because they are getting nurturing and relationship building that they will take with them for the rest of their life. And that's like not a dramatic overstatement. No, either. it is not. It we is know really this. not. We know this to be true of humans. Mm-hmm. No, and back to the um, annoyed with comfort nursing. Like, <laughs> of course, we're all touched out. But the reason, you know, the reason this is happening too is because we don't live in a society anymore that faci- facilitates any of this normal biological process. You know, we are responsible for absolutely everything. When what should be happening is that your main job, you know, we're talking about how important it is. This should really be your only job. And it should be that you are able to lay on the couch, nurse your baby. Everyone around you is bringing you what you need. Hold the baby when you need to go to the bathroom, you know, clean yourself up, whatever. You shouldn't be responsible for anything except taking care of a newborn baby. That's how important this is. Mm -hmm. But we all know that that's not true, that you are also responsible for a million other things. Which leads to stress, which leads to, you know, feeling touched out with feeling overwhelmed and all of this. And sometimes just knowing that this behavior is normal um, can help people feel a little less stressed out about it mm-hmm. because, you know, 
you do when you see this, you think that all these other things are wrong because we're we're told that all these other things are wrong. Um, but when you are, you know, when you get the picture that this isn't, there's not something wrong. This is a normal behavior. And then it's like, okay, okay, I'm stressed out, but at least I know this is normal. Um, you know, the other thing to realize is that it doesn't go on forever. Right. And the the length of time that, you know, newborns spend at the breast doesn't go on. They, you know, you're as long as you nurse, you um, even if you're nursing a toddler, you know, they're going to comfort nurse because they learned that that's comforting. You know, why in the world, if it's just breastfeeding, if they're just feeding, why in the world does my toddler fell down want a nurse? I, when I fall down, I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. Oh, my God. Oh, that just made me realize that I'm so hungry. Oh, no. They learned that this is the comforting thing. You are their comforting person. You're their safety, their attachment. Something has gone wrong. They're going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And that is not it is not creating a bad habit. It is not. Um, it is not, you know, dysfunctional or whatever. It is normal and it doesn't, that also doesn't last forever. It doesn't impede, this is what I'm trying to say, it doesn't impede the development of independence. It actually is fueling that. Mm-hmm. This is actually how independence happens. They are learning to self-soothe. Just because you are part of it doesn't mean they're not, they're not self-soothing. That's what they are doing. And it will become less and less and less as they get older. Um, so, you know, it doesn't, people, I remember thinking that when my baby was nursing all the time in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I can't do this all the time. But it's hard to see phases and stages when mm-hmm. you're in the phases and stages. You know, you know, you're hard, it's hard to see that this particular thing will end. Um, and that newborn, even the six month, even the, whatever is happening, whatever you're in, isn't going to stay that way for long, which is good and also frustrating because usually when you get a handle on it, then it changes. Should but we, we should take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. I have so much stuff going on in my brain right now. I, just I know. Take some notes. Thanks. Take some notes. I know. You always tell me that and I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Levy. Levy was founded with the mission to help breastfeeders everywhere with their breastfeeding and pumping journeys. They have invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers which are ergonomically designed and rechargeable battery powered to help make breast breast massage easier and address common breastfeeding issues like clogged ducts, mastitis, and engorgement. Breast massage can help induce letdown and improve milk flow to transfer as much milk as possible from your breast. Whether it's the original lactation massager, the massager plus warming pads popular with pumping moms, or the manual massage roller and breast comfort pads, Levy carries something for everyone because everyone deserves to have comfort and support while nourishing and bonding with their baby. A must-have product and a great gift for baby registries or friends and family. Check out Levy's entire line at levymom.com. That is L-I-V-I-E-M-O-M.com and use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's sponsor and all of our other sponsors and promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Where I will tell you that comfort nursing is perfectly okay. (laughs) And necessary and And normal. But I think people really try to hide it. 
you know, like nobody wants to admit that they're child comfort nurses or they're almost like, well, I don't think they're feeding all the time. Well, I like he's latching quite a bit, but I don't think he's feeding all the time. And he's just, you know, like, I think he just goes on and falls asleep. Yeah. And people are really, they're almost like, almost like they're doing something wrong. You yeah. know, like they're doing something wrong or shame on me for not letting the baby just eat when they're there. And they don't want to like admit that this is what's happening. And this is like, yeah, that's, yep, that's what they're doing. <laughs> that's absolutely what they're it's doing. They're and that's doing. okay. You know, that's okay. If you need to like pee and get a sandwich, then it's okay to, you know, take your baby off. But this is not un- uncommon, unnatural, or abnormal at all. This is what your baby needs. And we all need comfort, right? We all have somebody or something that we use to comfort ourselves. Um, and this is your baby who was part of your body, literally attached to you for nine months. We're expecting them to just figure it out on their own. And they they need they need that physiologically, psychologically, they need the comfort nursing in order to feel secure. You're doing something very, very vital and important for your baby and for yourself. Might be annoying at times, but when you know that this is a normal process, then it's a little bit easier. I don't know. That's just my, I feel like. Yeah. Sometimes it can be. Yeah. So I've, there's another fantastic sentence from this article, which I'll read. Um, They add to the list of fundamental characteristics of the neurologically immature human or exterogestate. That's a fancy word. I know, a fancy way of seeing, you know, immature because humans are of the most immature mammals, right, Mm -hmm. when we're born. Um, And so we say, whose unfinished brain, central nervous system, immune, respiratory, digestive, Thermoregulatory and locomotor systems require continuous contact and proximity to maximize breastfeeding frequency, the foundation piece upon which MOBS models depend. So we need to, we're, 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 we're um, expecting closeness and proximity to breastfeeding. Again, I feel like breastfeeding is making this word, is making us misunderstand what's happening. We want them to have close proximity to breastfeeding so that they can latch on because all of these things that we just mentioned in the sentence are require continuous attachment and latchment to facilitate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still think that we just focus so much on the feeding that we're not understanding all of these com- totally crucial things that are happening while they're latched on. We just don't think about it. No, no. And I think it's a really important piece how they mentioned that all the systems are immature. Right. All the systems are immature. We know that babies, human babies are born very, very immature. Their brain is only very partially developed. Their system, all their systems are immature. 
We've talked about this a lot. This is why you get gassy babies because their digestive system is immature. This is why they get hiccups because their diaphragm is immature. This is why they're spitting up because their, you know, their muscles are immature. Like there's a lot of stuff happening that are related to your immature system on your newborn baby. And this is just another one of those things. They need that connectedness, the attachment, the comfort from their parent because their systems are immature. They're fussy because their nervous system is immature. What is going to calm them? What brings them regulation? Being against their parent and nursing, the sucking. And then people say, oh, but I'm, I'm just a human pacifier. That's all I am. I'm just yeah. a human pacifier to this baby. Yeah. We, you know, he, you know, James McKenna in this article talks about also warns, you know, I mean, I don't like to say the word warns because we use pacifiers and thank goodness they're there because sometimes we just need a break. But he, you know, he says like, what is at stake? Of course, breast milk itself and ideally lots of it promoted by an unhindered delivery system, untainted by decoys or pacifiers or separate sleep spaces. Mm-hmm. We're talking about constant, constant contact in uninterrupted by pacifiers, uninterrupted by the baby sleeping down the hallway. And again, that sounds like a lot and it sounds like really heavy. But they're talking about science here. You know, we can <laughs> we can apply this to our we can make it more practical by saying, OK, we do need to um, use a pacifier. Some, I mean, thank my kids would never take a pacifier pacifier. But my God, I tried. <laughs> I'm like, can you, God, can you please just take a pacifier for like a second, you know, and they wouldn't do it. And there's cultures where breastfeeding is really, you know, access to breastfeeding is more common. You don't mm-hmm. see pacifiers. No, you don't. Mm-mm. You see those in cultures where, honestly, the main thing is that parents are so stressed out. We are isolated. We are stressed out. We do not have a community and a, um, you know, a circle of people, a village, as they say. Um, then we're like, oh God, we need these things, you know, to give us a little bit of a break. Right. I mean, they have, I always tell people, you know what, they have their place, just like everything else, right? Everything has its place and pacifiers have their place, but we should never accuse our baby of just using you as a pacifier. That is not what's happening. That is absolutely not not pacified. No, they are being pacified when they have a pacifier in their mouth, not when they're latched onto you. That is absolutely triggering a whole entire biological process. That is not, they are not being pacified. It it is, I'll make very clear, it is not a negative thing for your child to be attached to you. And people use that, I hear that comment quite a bit. Well, I don't want them to be attached or your child is becoming too attached. That is not a bad thing. It is not. I can't even think of a reason why that would be a bad thing. But being able to let your child find comfort and nurturing when they need it, like you gave that example of, you know, falling down and, you know, oh, all of a sudden I'm starving because I hurt myself. You know, that's not what's going on. Your child has found, you know, needs needs to find that comfort when they are upset. And this is how they're doing it. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. No matter what anybody tells you, 
Just people no, will not tell only you. is there nothing wrong with it, it is a perfect, it is a wonderfully healthy behavior. Mm-hmm. That is a healthy, that is a healthy behavior, an expected behavior. Often people that do not or have not experienced nursing a baby, that's a lot of times who you hear it from. Yeah, that's true. My dad, I remember holding Jack and Jack was like, just, you know, I don't know. He was latched on. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I think he was, he was just, he was just hanging out, you know, he was just, you know, he was latched on, he was hanging out. And my dad was like, oh, is he eating or is he just hanging out there? And I was like, who cares? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> keeping track of track of this. I mean, like, you don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to be like, you know, oh, what are they doing right now? Although, you know, it's cool. You can tell when they're drinking. You can tell when they're not. But like, I don't know. And I don't, I think he was just interested. I think he was just like, oh, what's he doing now? Yeah. You know, he was the first grandchild. So he just wanted to know what he was doing. He didn't care. Um, but, you know, it was, it, it is a question that people ask. And I wonder in cultures where it is more normal, is that a question? Oh, I doubt it. Do they notice? Are they like, oh, are they eating or are they just hanging out? Just hanging out in quotes. I hate that. I know. Just? <sighs> When you put the word just in front of it, it sounds so minimal. You know, it just minimizes it. Mm-hmm. But They're breast sleeping. Totally normal. It is okay. And we should encourage the comfort nursing. And then I love it when you get those you get those parents where, you know, they've been nursing their babies for, you know, several months, or maybe they're into toddlerhood or whatever. And they realize like, this is great. Like if, you know, when we finally wean, how am I supposed to like calm them down? How am I supposed to like, you fall down, they just go to the breast. It's perfect. And, you know, it's, it's my answer for everything. What am I going to do when that's not a thing anymore? You know, but by the time you do wean your child, all of that comfort nursing and connectedness and attachment Helps them to figure out how to soothe themselves. Yeah, they like, recognize how that feeling inside. Yeah, yeah, that's how it evolves. But I love it when those parents are like, "Oh my gosh, it's just it's the answer for everything," because it is. It really is. It's all your it's all your your baby needs in the beginning, right? All they need. What was that one? Um, I can't remember who put it out there, but somebody important. I should have done my homework, but they said like all, all a baby needs is food, comfort and nurturing, I think. Yeah, and like they, like that, yeah. they can get all the, all those things they get at the breast. Yep. Cause there's nothing, there's nothing else that they need. Like everything that they need is provided by nursing, which is pretty amazing. If you think about it, like how powerful that is. And what you are doing for for your your kids, like it's just and when you're in it, like you were saying earlier, like you don't see the phases and the stages. But when you're in it, like you just don't you don't see how important this is, right? But when your kids are older, you see like, oh yeah, they got that's because of my nurturing when they were younger. That behavior that they're doing right now is because they were nurtured and connected to me. That's why that's happening. And yeah. it's 
it really, it it's very comforting as a parent to know that what you did with them when they were newborn, you can still see the effects as they're older. It's a huge thing. It's a huge, huge comfort as a parent. And I'm saying that as like somebody who's experienced it because I have teenagers and I still see it. Pretty fascinating. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you are a working parent and you have to be away, you know, you are not, not attaching to your child. That's that's, not, that is your way of staying attached. Right. Exactly. You are giving them that breast milk, which is so vital to the, to the development of their bodies and their vital organs and their immunity and the, all those systems that we talked about. And anybody who, I mean, there's exclusive pumpers, but, and that, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, But most pumping parents are pumping and nursing, you know, in the evening or through, through, through the night. And there's so many, you know, there's so many ways to, to facilitate, you know, breastfeeding. And that counts. Mm -hmm. Pumping counts. There was an account. I don't know if she's active anymore. It was called. Um, I'll look. Let me see if it's there. It was attachment. I think it was called attachment at work. Mm. And it was this. Um, you know, a, a working mom who uh, attached parents at work. And it was just all about attachment parenting, and you know, for the working parent. Oh wow, that's who you know and. Uh, it's a really good one. Um, yeah, here, attach parents at work. They're on Facebook. I don't know if they're on Instagram. Um, but it's good. You know, it's a it's a great way to, you know, to still feel because I feel like when we <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm just feeling guilty because we're talking about, you know, constant, constant attachment. But, you know, also, you know, that's something that that we do in the beginning. And one of the reasons why we talk about don't pump right away. Mm-hmm. Don't pump the first day you have your baby. You know, let that breastfeeding relationship build and develop you can wait mm-hmm. um yeah i'm trying to see if it's on instagram and I, if you are feeling like oh my gosh i just you know we all have those days where it's like all right i just can't do this for one more minute you know that my baby's been on me for you know i feel like every hour around the clock and I just need a break. I can't do it anymore. That is when things like, like Abby was saying earlier, like a pacifier kind of thing, but like slings or carriers, having that baby, if your baby just wants to be close to you, sometimes that is all they need is just to be close to you. And you can usually tell, okay, the baby's teething and just super fussy today and just, you know, wants to be latched on all the time. Those are times sometimes where you can pop them in those carriers, have them close to your body the whole day. You don't necessarily need to have them latched on and they're getting that comfort and that security from you if you're feeling like, I just can't have this baby latched on to me 24-7 right now. It's just too much for me. There's other ways to help your baby feel comforted. But it is really an important piece of them being that attachment piece for their well-being. They're not just, like I said, they're not just like terrorizing you. They're not just like, oh my God, I just want to be by my mom all the time. Like it's. Well, they are. Want to be by you all the time. Right. But they're not doing it because they're like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) They're not trying to be annoying. No, they're not trying to be annoying. 
I, there was one time when my, um, oh, my kids were little three or four or something like that. And my, um, one of my kids, um, Brandon was always very like on top of me all the time. And it does get to be a lot. And I was a single mom at the time. So it was like, I had all three of them constantly on me. And I remember being at our doctor and he was like climbing all over me. And I was actively like complaining about how I just need a break. And he climbed up in my lap and I automatically like put my hand on him and like was rubbing his back when he climbed into my lap. And my doctor was like, that is why he's doing those things because you keep encouraging it. Yeah. And I was like, what? You know, like, and it just, that didn't sit well with me. Um, And remember, I knew nothing about nothing, right? right? I didn't have this kind of education, but I knew that that did not sit well with me. Because it was just an, like, I didn't even think twice about it. He climbed into my lap and I rubbed his back, just like it was an automatic thing. And she, according to her, the more I did that, the more he was going to crawl into my lap. So I needed to stop doing that in order to get the break so that I wanted. So he wouldn't crawl into your lap? How mm-hmm. cold are these people? I know. What the hell? Why do you have children if you don't even want them to be touching you? It is, I mean, like, I don't get it. I get being, I get being touched out. I don't get somebody looking at a child crawling into someone's lap and wanting to discourage that. I don't I get that. That is something I don't understand. So, I mean, we changed doctors not too long after that, <laughs> <Good>. but <laughs> seems to be the theme. Um, but it, it's, you know, like you can complain about it. You absolutely, you can feel like you can feel touched out. You can feel like overwhelmed with it. You can absolutely be in that place. We've all been there. And you could still want to comfort your child. Like you don't have to, sometimes we just need to like talk about how we're frustrated with it. And that's normal and that's okay. We hear you. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Hopefully that was helpful. Bye. And, bye. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I was just going to say thank you for listening, too. Oh, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.